2: Look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
3: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
4: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. Monday, October eleventh. What a weekend in football it was. I thought I'd probably open the pod today with the US losing to Panama and soccer. And then I was like, Oh, I didn't see a second of that because I was at SoFi Stadium watching one of the games of the year in Chargers Browns. But listen, this was a bananas weekend from college football where there were like an insane amount of crazy finishes and your boy went four and one in his college football picks that were in my Fox Sports column. Great. Awesome. And then the fight, late Saturday night, and listen, I think I've explained this to you guys. I'm not one of these big FOMO guys. If people are like, oh, I'm going out, Um, you know, I'm having fun, I'm doing all this, I'm like, I don't really care. I'm really happy with myself. But I had so many friends who were at the fight that I was like, kind of looks like fun. And of course, um, Wilder Fury was absolutely crazy. I, I. I, I'm not gonna. I can't open with the fight because it's like the ninth most interesting thing that happened this weekend. And you know, Spencer Rattler, the number one college football player in the Heisman uh, candidacy, but p- potential number one pick before the season. I think he got something in the neighborhood of seven hundred thousand dollars in NIL money. Gets benched against Texas. His backup comes in and wins the game. And it's like, well, what do we do with Spencer Rattler now? That's like the fifteenth most interesting thing that happened this weekend. That's how an awesome of a sports weekend it was. I don't even know if we have room for baseball playoff stuff. Talk, guys. I'm sorry. I, I don't. Um, things happened. The damn Red Sox won on a, a walk off. I'm upset at that. Yes, I can say that. I do not like the Boston Red Sox or anything Boston. Um, and then of course I played in a soccer tournament over the weekend. Good news, I didn't get injured. Bad news, we didn't win. It sucked. We did not win the championship. Uh, I'm not going to go into that because it's like dad stuff. But yeah, I'm kind of pissed that a guy who's a notorious in my area who I don't personally know him, I know of him. He loves to stack his teams in youth sports. This guy's a prick, and he goes out and gets three ringers, three college, former college stars. One guy won a national title at Akron, and he gets him on his team, and they and they beat us in the game we had to win, and we you know we lose. I mean, they were nice guys, but they're like awesome soccer players. Yeah, it's frustrating, but nevertheless. Um, I don't even know where to start with the NFL. Rob and I were discussing it, and there's some interesting MVP stuff happening. There was uh, the fascinating Browns-Chargers game, which I definitely will get into. There was, of course, one of the craziest fourth quarter overtimes that I've ever seen, and I didn't even watch all of it because I was at SoFi for Chargers-Browns, was Packers-Bengals. Like What an insane like ending to that game. And then you had... Um, you know, Urban Meyer go to 0 5, and I don't even know what Urban Meyer makes the cut. Kyler Murray may be injured. Like I mean, it was just such a crazy day, but I have to start in the monsoon weather-delayed Bills beatdown of the Kansas City Chiefs. And folks, you know how there's that saying the champs are dead, it's over, and people are like going at midfield and stomping and all that stuff. That's what it kind of felt like last night in Arrowhead. I'm not selling the Chiefs fully. But, folks, they got mollywopped at home. And the Bills sent a message. They knocked Travis Kelsey out of the game with a kill shot to the head. In college football, whoever delivered that, he would be suspended. That was targeting. I mean, he hit Travis Kelsey in the head while he's extending to catch a pass. It was the same play that if you guys saw Taysom Hill of the Saints, he got knocked out of the game, and it looked bad, worse than Kelsey. Kelsey at least got up and walked off, but he, he was hurting. Kelsey got knocked out me hardman was alligator arming stuff across the middle tyreek hill was like i don't want the smoke the buffalo bills sent a message to the chiefs last night it was not pretty for kansas city and i, I will fully admit i was on the chiefs i was a hundred thousand percent wrong we know the defense is bad and my son uh who i did go to the chiefs game with and another dad and his kid um he was like, Dad, what happened to the Chiefs? And I tried to explain to him, listen, when you give somebody, a quarterback, 40 to $50 million a year, you've got to then take away money from other positions. And it appears, I don't know about you, as if the Chiefs basically don't pay any defensive players. The safety Sorensen, who got lit up like a Christmas tree, it was embarrassing. Honey Badger is standing there. You could see him on the field the receiver's so wide open, or the tight end, whoever it was, that Honey Badger's got his arms extended. Like what? W T F? And is getting torched. I mean, it's so bad. I don't know how you can start him in their next game. And it was just an ass kicking of epic proportions. The Buffalo Bills are here to say. Now I'm all these Bill fans, the Bills Mafia. Coming after me on social media, and I get it. I've taken shots at Buffalo for probably closer to two decades. Since y'all lost Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas, you haven't been Jack Squat. And of course your rivals to the Jets. I love to make jokes about how you guys are the third best team in New York. And well, I've got to shelve those for now. Okay. Obviously the Bills were great last year. I wondered if Josh Allen had a bit of a mirage last year. Clearly he's good. And the Bills are legit. And I would say right now the the f- The three clear best teams in the AFC are, in no order, Bills, Chargers, and Browns. And I'm not going to lie because I looked at the schedule, and you know we love to look ahead here. Just file it away. The Baltimore Ravens, who are going to win tonight. I'll give you a tease on the best bet. Ravens are going to win tonight against the Colts. And, oh, by the way, they had three of the first four on the road. The Ravens don't leave... Baltimore, until November 11th. They're probably going to win three or four straight. They it may drop one of those. Colts, Chargers, Bengals, Vikings. We'll see what happens with the Chargers. And I'm just telling you right now, it feels to me like the Chiefs have fallen to about the fifth best team in the AFC. That's not a hot take. This is reality. When the Chargers and Bills can go into Arrowhead and win, that's kind of sending a message. It's not like there's help coming on the way. You guys know the Shannon Sharp call where he's on the sideline uh, back in the day when he, was a, when he was a player. Now he's obviously at FS1. And I do see him. And by the way, Shannon Sharp is absolutely jacked. Um, the, some of these former athletes like stay in shape. Shannon Sharp stays in shape. Shannon Sharp, in a, one of the all-time great trash talk moments, picks up the phone and says, We need the National Guard here. We are kicking their butt. It was, it's awesome. I'm sure you guys have seen it on YouTube. And I, at this point right now, like, I don't know how the Chiefs can be confidently in the top four in the AFC. I mean, they turned the ball over four times last night against the Bills. They turned the ball over, I think, four times against the Chargers. At some point, it stops being like, oh, they just need to stop the turnovers and they're fine. Mm, The defense is hot garbage. Can't stop anyone. And right now, the Bills and the Chargers are definitely better. I believe the Browns are better. I know the record may not show it, but this Browns team is good. And I will talk about the Browns in a sec. And then I just mentioned the Ravens. So I've got the Chiefs right now, and this is, again, I know you're going to kill me. Oh, you're going overboard. Chiefs will be there. They might end up being there. But right now, they're the fifth best team in the AFC. That's not a massive slight. Guys, Like, how can you really argue that? You know, obviously, they're not below the uh, Broncos or the Bengals. Uh, Bengals are showing fight. Uh, hopefully, Joe Burrow's okay. But I'm just, I'm utterly disappointed in the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they let me down at the window. And quickly, I'll wrap up with the Chiefs on this. Frank Clark, okay? They're down 11, and they've got Buffalo pinned. It's third and forever. Frank Clark, who we know is a certified idiot, and that's not a shot of Frank Clark. This is reality. He is an idiot. Go look up the lawsuits against the guy, go look up all his off the field troubles. He is an idiot. Would I say that to his face? Of course not. I can say that here on the podcast. Frank Clark's an idiot. I'm sure he's a nice guy to Chiefs teammates. He's an idiot. He goes in, picks up Josh Allen, and basically pile drives him into the ground. And again, people are all upset at me on social media. No, that's a bad call. Listen, the play before that, the holding call, on the center, Morse, Morris, Morris well, however you say his name, that was a terrible call. Frank Clark hit Allen, and I'm fine with the hit. That wasn't the problem. It's after the hit, Clark then proceeds to, like, I'm sending a message to you, Josh Allen, and, like, drive down with his shoulder into the guy. You can't do that. It's just stupid. They're an undisciplined bunch right now. The Chiefs are a bit of a hot mess, guys. It's disappointing to see, because we were talking about a dynasty, and now you're talking about at home, four turnovers, two for five in the red zone. I mean... I don't even know how to explain this Chiefs team right now. Rob G., Andy Reid's got some major problems. They gave up 8.1 yards per play to the Bills, and just as a news flash, it was like 9.0 yards per play for the Bills until like the final five minutes of garbage time when they just ran the football. Uh, people, Chiefs got problems.
5: Oh, that's like the understatement of the century right there, Jason. I mean... We've talked about this on the pod. I think I even said it verbatim on this podcast that the Chiefs have an issue with playing with their food. They like to take things very nonchalant, very lackadaisical until it's time to really ratchet it up, and then they kind of usually pull away and win. It's why they're 2-9 and against the spread in their last 11 games. The problem, though, is most of these teams now kind of have a blueprint with how they want to play them. They talked about it all night during the NBC broadcast with Chris Collinsworth. They're going to play this too high safety look. They're going to double-team Tyreek Hill. They're going to dare Pat Mahomes to nickel and dime his way down the field, which he obviously does not want to do, as evidenced by the fact that he has thrown 13 interceptions in his last 14 games. Okay? He gets greedy. He wants to push the ball down the field, and he makes mistakes. And until this team tightens things up because – You can go back to the Baltimore game where they had the late fumble with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You can go back to the Charger game where I believe they had three turnovers in the first half, which which kind of blew that one wide open, until they start to get their act together and start focusing on every single game like they do in the postseason, because we see that their best is probably still better than 95% of the league. This is what's going to keep happening to them.
4: I I don't know that they've— Has Patrick Mahomes ever had to play a road playoff game? Ooh, no. I, I don't, I don't the think so. That. No, yeah, because, it, because that first year he came on the scene, they hosted the Patriots, right? Yeah, the they lost time, and the and AFC
5: lost. Championship game. Right. Yep,
4: That was where Belichick gave the blueprint, like, here's how you shut down Tyreek Hill, everybody. And uh, people have tried to copy it. It's difficult, but the Bills did it. Um, all right, let's go to the other really, really, really good team in the AFC, and that's the LA Chargers. I mean, I don't know uh, about you guys, but for my money, Chargers-Browns was the game of the year. In the fourth quarter, there were 41 points scored. It was insane. I've never seen anything like that. It was First of all, it was a great game. But And this, again, you guys know I play pickup basketball with somebody who's close to Baker Mayfield. And um, I'm rooting for Baker. I thought he would have a good year. I advise people to pick him up in fantasy. I picked him up in fantasy. My son did. I picked the Browns in the playoffs. I have Browns futures to win the Super Bowl. I really like the cut of this team's jib. It is very clear right now. Kevin Stefanski does not fully trust Baker Mayfield. We saw it in the playoff game against Kansas City. Didn't want to throw it down the field late. He would rather punt and hope his defense could bail him out. They could not. Browns lose. We saw it again against the Chargers. And I saw it up close. Stefanski was throwing almost a perfect offensive game. Unbelievable. Okay? Here are their drives. In the first half, field goal, touchdown. They end up uh, failing on fourth down in the red zone. They're staying aggressive. Touchdown, field goal, open the third quarter, touchdown. Finally, the Chargers stopped them a couple times. Then you get the fourth quarter. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. And you're like, oh my gosh. It's the most pivotal drive of the series. The Chargers had just missed an extra point. The Browns are leading by one. You get a couple, you get like one or two first downs, it's over. On first down, they run Kareem Hunt for one yard. Chargers timeout. Second down. And this was the play that kind of hurt. Baker, a little behind Higgins. Let's, given the whistles that in the Browns Chargers game, you maybe could have called, thrown a flag on pass interference, but the throw wasn't that accurate. So there was no flag. So now you're faced with third and nine, 2.55 to go. Stop clock because of the incompletion. So you got options here. If you're Stefanski, who's been aggressive AF all season, you're an analytics guy, you stay aggressive, you win, you don't punt, you punt to lose. Third and nine, he runs a draw play to Kareem Hunt. And to I'm sitting there with Browns fans, a buddy of mine, Browns fan from Ohio with his son, came up. He sees the handoff and he's like, a draw? I mean, it's waving the white flag. You've got Odell Beckham, you've got Higgins, you've got a tight end in Joku who they could not cover all game long. You have explosive passes out the ass all day. Baker was good. He averaged 9.5 yards per attempt, 350 yards passing, two tutties. <coughs> Folks, I could not believe that he called the draw. To Kareem Hunt that picked up three yards you punt I'll let you know what the Chargers did take a guess um and the Chargers win the game I, I I'm absolutely stunned and and Stefanski I I haven't read what he said yet in response because you know I get home from the game I got to catch up on all the games that I missed I do this really nerdy thing where I look at every single box score read every recap um in case I missed an injury or something it helps me prepare and by the way The Chargers even tried to play it perfectly. After the uh, punt on Kareem Hunt, Eckler slides down at the one. The Browns are like, oh, we should let him score. Eckler slides down inbounds at the one. It's just genius. It's like, oh, this guy's smart. And then Staley makes his one mistake. Instead of just taking a knee with Herbert, take a knee, take a knee, line up field goal, they hand off to Eckler, who wants to stop, and the Browns' defensive players, Rob, I've never seen anything like this. They essentially pushed Eckler into the end zone. Have you ever seen that? No, I've never seen that NFL. That was one of the coolest things. And it's weird because all the Chargers fans are like, yeah, touchdown. And the Browns fans are like excited. They're like, oh my gosh, we've got a chance. Oh, this is great. And then, you know, Baker couldn't deliver. But um, I don't know, Rob. I, I, I don't know why you wouldn't trust Baker in that spot. Third and nine. I know it's like, oh, we stopped the clock. But they got two timeouts left anyway. I thought Stefanski was great all game. Not quite a perfect game, but he was pitching a no-hitter. And he broke it up by doing something stupid.
5: I'll tell you why he did that uh, play call on 39. For the reasons that we saw on the drive immediately after that. After the infamous Browns throw Austin Eckler into the end zone play. 47-42, minute and a half left. Baker Mayfield, now's your chance. You got a two-minute drill. We saw what Aaron Rodgers can do. With 37 seconds. You got three times that amount of time. Check down, check down, check down. Yeah. 10 yard out, and then he just starts chucking the ball. Hail Marys.
4: Yeah, he doesn't trust him.
5: You know, I mean, Baker Mayfield is limited. And I know that the the, the final counting stats look good. You mentioned in Joker they couldn't cover him. I believe on like a 60-yard pass, there was nobody within eight yards of him on a crossing route, and then he just ran down the sidelines. So, of course, it's going to look good on the uh, box score, but Baker Mayfield, you know, is, he's Jag. He's just a guy. He's a guy. hold
4: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it Baker, or is it the play calls they're giving him? Because, yes, he has been turnover prone at times, but... Are they dialing up the passes? Is it we really miss Jarvis Landry? We don't want to take a chance. We want to keep it simple. Like, I don't know that we can kill Baker because in his past, we've seen him fling the ball. He not, in the fling it. not in the NFL. Not in the NFL. Well, he he I hasn't mean, listen, shown the – His arm spin. is not okay, big fine.
5: enough to make those throws in the NFL. Go
4: look at the Bengals game last year. I know it's the Bengals. It's a garbage team. But listen, that Charger secondary ain't very good, okay? Uh, other than Derwin James, who I will just say is a marvel to watch. He's all over the place. Uh, whether it's coming in the box, making a tackle in the backfield, I think he forced a Baker fumble uh, in the first quarter. He is just an incredible player. I will also say, Bosa did nothing. Now I've got to I've got to find out who was blocking him. But if it was Conklin, Conklin totally shut him down. At the same time, Miles Garrett did have a uh, a, a good uh, did have one sack, and uh, I think he had a tackle for loss. But mostly the rookie Slater, dude, Chargers drafted well. Like Herbert was, uh, I don't want to say wearing a tuxedo because they did sack him twice, but Rob, this is my, and this I, again, I don't think this is like a hot take and you, you can clip it if you want. I'm just telling you right now, Justin Herbert is at worst. The second best quarterback in the NFL right now. I, I know Aaron Rodgers is great. I don't know that a lot of coaches will want to deal with him because he's so ornery and he's kind of like, he, he's going to be the boss. Like, Tom Brady's 44. He can't make all the throws. Justin Herbert is making these incredible anticipation throws. And I'm telling you right now, if you're starting a franchise, it's Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. I know Josh Allen's great, and he's flinging it. Um, Folks, Justin Herbert is... And you're watching, because in the stadium, you can see the route. And we had an angle where, when Herbert's driving downfield, the receivers... Before he's even making the cut, Herbert's slinging it, and it's a perfect pass right into the breadbasket.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings.
2: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin
6: from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your
3: first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more – Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR
4: to listen live. I say this because I watch Zach Wilson, my guy. Mormon Mahomes. And, you know, I woke up at 6.30 out here in L.A. A little early for a Sunday morning. (sighs) Zach Wilson could barely make against the Falcons some basic passes. It was a rough one. I'm not going to kill him. He's a rookie. I refuse to kill him. It's It's his first London game. But watching Zach Wilson... And then watching Justin Herbert later in the day is just like these guys are not doing the same thing. They're not in the same league. Wilson's got some ways to go, and again, he's a rookie. I'm not killing him. I'm not saying I want. To, I'm out on nothing like that. He's a rookie. He doesn't have the skill position players like Mike Williams is just making plays. Okay, Keenan Allen is money. Uh, it's like fourth and seven. And he's like, we're going for it. We're just going to Keenan Allen, stutter step. He's open. Let's make it happen. Now, the Browns did have some injuries. Denzel Ward, um, without Denzel Ward in the secondary, it's rough. That guy's awesome. And they didn't have him. Newsom, the young kid, was good. But overall, the experience of SoFi was great. Uh, I'm going to take a quick shot here. The SoFi food left something to be desired. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, Rob, I forgot to ask you, what did you think of the SoFi food when you went to Raiders Chargers? Yeah, I mean it was stadium food, so
5: I mean, that's all I'm going to say. But I will say, surprisingly reasonably priced, oh, considering get the hell out it, of here. no, Are considering it's a five billion dollar stadium, <laughs> you know. And I, you know, I've been to Staples, I've been to Dodger Stadium, I've been to you know other stadiums around the country, and you would expect something brand new would kind of have like a dollar, two dollar surcharge on everything that you buy relative to what it would normally cost, and. They're kind of right on line with what you would pay for a drink at Staples, right on line with what you would pay for popcorn at Dodger Stadium. So I was pleasantly surprised by that.
4: Yeah, and I I had a buddy who went to Chargers Cowboys, and his reaction was, I don't know that I'd go to another game at SoFi. There were so many fights, so many drunk-ass clowns yelling obscenities. I'd never bring my kid to a game. I didn't have that experience. Now, maybe it's the Cowboys fans <laughs> and the Raiders fans, Rob. Um, but, you know, the Browns fans were getting after it, no doubt. The parking lot was, I thought we was going to be like 75% Browns fans given the parking lot. There were so many Winnebago's and Browns jerseys. I saw Colt McCoy jersey. I will say, I don't go to a ton of NFL games, obviously, because I work. But some of the after, some of the 4 p.m. games, I can hit. Uh, obviously, the primetime games are great. But, uh, it is fun to see like throwback jerseys, a Colt McCoy Brown oh, yeah. jersey. I mean, he started for what, two years, Rob? hmm Colt McCoy. I didn't see a Webster Slaughter, which would have <laughs> been nice. Um, but uh, Ber- several Bernie Kosar jerseys, which is uh, that's always cool to see the fun throwback stuff. And uh, But I didn't see one altercation. And nobody was yelling uh, massive F-bombs like in the vicinity of my son. He heard some stuff, but that's standard at this point. Um, yeah, anyways, that was my little Sunday. Um, Can I say one thing about way, this game Before we yeah, yeah. move on
5: Now a uh, friend of the show Bucky Brooks Was tweeting during this game He was live tweeting And he put out something that says You know Basically Justin Herbert may be the best quarterback In the in the league Not a hot take Just you know Based on what I see
4: mm-hmm. I, I, I confess Bucky and I are friends But he don't follow me So I don't follow him I know him, so Well I was gonna I
5: was him. gonna send him a, a super hot take text Or or a reply on the tweet Like stop stealing Jason's takes Like that man I know you're mm-hmm. a friend but I think Jason was on this one like six weeks ago. So, but I decided not to because Bucky's a friend. But well, I think one thing that we learned on Sunday between the Sunday night game and the Browns Chargers game is when all else fails in the draft, find yourself a six foot five quarterback who can move and then worry about the rest later.
4: But do you remember the narrative coming out?
5: About Oh, he
4: wasn't that good in Oregon.
5: He wasn't that good in Oregon. Look at the
4: numbers. He wasn't making throws. He wasn't that good in Oregon. But but what we're finding out is it's the offense he was in was total garbage. Mario Cristobal was running some rinky-dink high school bullshit. And Justin Herbert's now been unleashed. And I'm telling you, man, like, Rob, it's to the point where it's fourth down in anything less than, like, seven and you look at the sideline and they're not sending the punting or kicking team on. They're like, we're going for it. That's the confidence in Herbert. I got to quickly check how, how well they did on fourth downs. But I mean, Rob, it was the, the confidence that he has. Oh, three for three on fourth down.
5: One of them I mean, was a fourth just, and seven to Keenan Allen. I remember watching that yeah. live.
4: I mean, I, I, I love this. Like, how do you not instantly like the Chargers? I know everybody's going to rush to say the Bills are the team to beat. Um, I don't think it's that I don't think that's the case. Well, I, mean, I think the, the Bills Bills
5: have won their last 3 games by 28 points each one. Yeah, like no on they're average. they're
4: kicking some ass. Uh the Chargers have some work to do. Um I don't I'm not willing to give the Bills the AFC. Listen, are they do they have the, the most impressive win? I, I mean they kicked the Chiefs ass in Arrowhead by more than the Chargers did. Um but like uh, let's not go overboard here. Um there's still Uh, uh, there's still a Buffalo team that lost to Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers in the opener at home, okay? And Ben Roethlisberger, uh, the refrigerator who can't move. Uh, By the way, they picked up a nice win against Denver. I didn't get to watch a lot of that, Rob. Uh, My Monday will be spent quickly looking on YouTube for the condensed version. But how the hell... Did they rush for 147 yards?
5: I have no not, idea because I, wa- I was not watching that game either. I was really tuned into the Packers-Bengals game because that was one that everyone was excited about. Mm. I remember uh, we had uh, Lamar Mitchell on the radio show from the MGM Grand last week, and he was talking about a lot of betters being in on the Bengals. So yeah. I, I I did not see the Bengals as being a legitimate threat to the Packers in that game. So I was like, well, what am I not seeing in that game? So I watched it, and that was one where you said that the Chargers-Browns was the most entertaining game that you saw on Sunday. Let me tell you, the ending of Packers-Bengals yeah. was <laughs> the greatest and worst football I've seen in like three
4: seasons. So, so Red zone was could, was spotty in the Uber. Uh, I'll just say that. But I did see some of it. My big takeaway, and, and this is not going to be popular, by the way, I was on the Bengals in the contest. I got to push. Um, Green Bay, 400- and 66 yards, 7.4 yards per play. Think about this. Yards per play, like Aaron Rodgers drops back, seven yards, seven yards. How do you end up with 25 points? And I think some of that is on Lafleur, Some of that is on Crosby, who, I wrote this down, had not missed a field goal or extra point in his first four games. He missed two in the final three minutes of regulation and one in overtime. The Packers are two for five in the red zone. This may show a close score, 25-22, 25 22. I don't know that it was that close. I think the Bengals got a little fortunate. I mean, they had zero chance against Devontae Adams, who had a career-high 260 yards, 16 targets. I mean, he was running free all afternoon. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that was the right side being on the Bengals. And um, it's funny because I looked at Cincinnati's schedule. I only took a peek at this week. Because I didn't do as great. Uh, Two, two, and one in the contest, if you care. But they traveled to Detroit. Okay. Rob, let this sink in. The Cincinnati Bengals are road favorites. What? In Detroit. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Like, I, I, okay, what are we doing here? The last time the Bengals went on the road was to Chicago. Okay. And all the money came in on the Bengals all week. It went from like four to three to two and a half to whatever. And the Bears, like, kicked their ass. It was 17-0 until, like, the fourth quarter and some Justin Fields turnover shit, okay? I'm, I'm just telling you right now, Lions on the money line. I'm putting, I'm, pu- I'm putting that in. Lions on the money line. You're wild. Against Cincinnati. No, I, I like the Bengals. <laughs> but they're not, they're not, there's no business that they're favorites, okay? None. And the Lions' defense stinks. By the way, quick note on Survivor, Okay? I made a late switch. I so I'm in five survivor leagues. All first money, a couple bigger money than the others. And I I have two entries in one league. And I'm I'm never doing the same pick because I'm like, oh, I don't want I don't want to risk losing both, right? During the Jets game, I decided, you know what? Let me let me change it. Let me just do both Vikings. This is such a lock. I put both on the Vikings. And I'm at Brown's Chargers, and I start getting texts, OMG, Vikings, what, WTF, all this. I'm like, what happened? I missed it, luckily. Vikings, leading by 10 in the fourth, give up a field goal so the cover's blown, and then fumble and lose the lead. They're down one with like 50 seconds. And I I see that, and I'm like, F me. It's over. All my survivor picks, all five, toast on the Vikings. And I was, you know, ready to open the podcast on uh, this morning with just F-bombs galore to Mike Zimmer. And then luckily they go down and kick the field goal and win at least. So they didn't cover for me, which is a killer. But, Rob, that would have been probably the biggest survivor loss anywhere because the Vikings were the mortal lock of the week. That was the biggest spread other than Buck's, um dolphins And the Dolphins had... Uh, a chance in that one. There was a lot of Tampa Bay injuries. That was kind of close for three quarters-ish. And then Tom Brady went nuts. It is weird, though, Rob, that we've now gone 30 minutes into the podcast and we have not mentioned Tom Brady, who now has a 15 touchdown, two interception ratio. And, oh, by the way, he's 44 years old. Um, I guess we'll wrap up with... Shoot, I was going to go in on the New York Giants tanking. I don't know. Well, maybe, I mean, we got all week. Let's wait for Dan. I don't want to bury the Giants yet. Hopefully, Danny Dimes is okay. One of the scariest videos of the weekend is Danny Dimes taking that hit at the goal line, standing up, looking like he's like 10 beers in, staggering. And it was so bad that Curse of the Cowboys is like, oh, shit, he's hurt. And Curse steps forward to, like, save the guy from falling. I mean, we've all been there as a young idiot drunk. Uh, some of us more recently than others. Um, and I feel bad for Danny Dimes. The Giants lose the game. They lose Danny Dimes. They lose Saquon and Kenny Galladay got hurt. Oh, and by the way, Kadarius Tony, the rookie who looked awesome. We even talked about him on this pod. I told you to get him in fantasy. He threw a punch at someone on the Cowboys. Someone wearing a helmet and got ejected. Like, dude, you could have broke your hand on the guy's helmet. Oh, and by the way, he was like a foot in front of the guy and missed the punch. At any rate, Rob G., we will wrap up with this. I give you five names to win the MVP. Who are you, you can only put your money on one? Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Only one. Where are you putting your money? Now, I I don't have the odds in front of me because they update them and they wait for the week to be over. So we got to wait for uh, Ravens um, Colts tonight. But where would you put your money? Um, Not Tom Brady.
5: Uh, I I think that, you know, the more his schedule starts to to tighten up a little bit, I think his numbers will come back to earth, which we've seen already this season. He's fattening up against the bad teams and the bad defenses. Um, Dak Prescott kind of the same thing i know they play in a kind of they play in the bad division but i don't think so they're not
4: gonna lose
5: but i don't think he's gonna be able to keep up a 116 quarterback rating you know i think he's gonna fall back similar to the way russell wilson did last season where he starts off really hot they kind of get more balance of the offense Mm -hmm. um justin herbert i think his talent is great the problem again they have the same issue that the chiefs do where they kind of play with their food a lot too much even against the browns i think that they they have too much talent to be giving up 40 plus points to anybody on that defense. So that kind of only leaves two guys. And of the two, Josh Allen and Kyler Murray, it's all about a narrative thing. And, and you know, Josh Allen resurrecting the bills is a big narrative, but Kyler Murray leading the NFL in completion percentage and Arizona is undefeated. And I think that they're, they play in the best division in football. So right now, if you're going to bet, I'm betting on Kyler Murray
4: interesting i have to ask you is kyler murray 100 I, I mean we don't know the answer he did not look like kyler murray would you agree with that
5: yeah i think part of it was the the niners defensive scheme they had a really good game plan to against them and i think that they had an idea on how to slow him down and to his credit he didn't force anything he didn't pull him homes and just try to jam things where it wasn't available and he kind of played the way he knew he had to play knew that the Niners weren't going to be able to score a lot because of their quarterback situation, so he didn't force the issue very much.
4: Um, I- Interesting. Kyler has three more primetime games, and the big one, the big one is in two weeks against the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. That's a massive game. Uh, I'm sorry. It might be three weeks. Whatever. It's coming up this month. Um, Kyler has the Browns also coming up. He's got... Packers showdown. Maybe Russell will be back. He's got another one with the Rams in primetime. And he's got one in Colts. So he's going to have the opportunities in the big spots to show out. But, again, he's got to stay healthy. I don't know, man. I, I, it's really easy to fall in love with Justin Herbert. Down to earth. No flash. He's awesome. I mean, he this guy's so good. He gets um, he gets a Ravens this week. Now, this is a big test. Going across the country um, to Baltimore. Then he gets the Patriots. Uh he does not yeah, he has the Chiefs one more time, but no game uh against the Buffalo Bills. But I also confess I like I had Herbert in fantasy and he cared. I was you know, I got multiple fantasy teams. One in my old my longest time league is 0 4. It's been t- two close losses. And uh I got lucky with a close win thanks to Justin Herbert. I mean, Herbert is just he's just awesome. Like it's easy to root for him. Honestly. He's the quarterback I know least about. He talks the least. No attitude. No arrogance. None of this Aaron Rodgers bullshit. Uh, just no pretense. He just goes out and crushes it. And I'll I'll wrap up with this before we get to Best Bet. I'll never forget Dan Orlovsky at ESPN, who I know. Uh, we're friendly. Um, we got into it before the draft because he was pro-Tua and I was pro-Herbert. And the one thing he kept harping on is can you really take Justin Herbert out of the Pacific Northwest? You you can't take a chance on him. We don't know what he's like. I'm like, really? That That's the deciding factor. He's too far from home because he's a Northwest kid, and then he stayed there and went to Oregon, and I, I just don't see how that's going to be a big deal. And it's funny because I've changed two things about uh, NFL draft stuff over the last couple years or the last few years. Number one was I was very anti-RG3 because I said, oh, He's in the Big 12. Nobody ever coming out of the Big 12 has been anything. Caused me to miss on RG3 and this guy named Pat Mahomes. So I've adjusted. The conference doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not basing it on level of competition. And the other one was this Justin Herbert factor of his coach restricted what he could and could not do. I mean, they ran like an offense in like a box. It was super tight. Nothing downfield. None of this tempo. No, nothing exciting. And everything Herbert does now is just awesome. I mean, he's so fun to watch. I know I'm gushing too much, Rob. Um, I know you're in the division with him and you got to see him. Listen, it's like the Jets and Josh Allen. I got to see that guy twice a year. You know, the Josh Allen regression tour kind of ended already. You know, it started a little rough, but uh, I mean, he's just carving up folks right now. Uh, Any thoughts on your boy, Derek Carr? By the way, is he okay? I think he was injured briefly. Yeah, I think they said uh, that he
5: kind of got like a stinger,
4: you know. I mean,
5: I I hope he's okay. Considering that offensive line might be the worst in football, yeah. so it's not going to get much better if he does have a legitimate injury going forward.
4: Um, Raiders, I don't know what's wrong. I mean, maybe there's something to the Gruden emails. We're not going to get into that now. I think we're going to wait for wait for tomorrow. Uh, I, people asking me about it on social media: Should he be suspended? Should he be fired? Like what, for a ten year old email? Really? Is there a is there a bunch of Evidence out there I'm unaware of that John Gruden is a racist? I and mean, He's been coaching players. He's been on our TV network announcing games. Like We know a lot about this guy. He, is it possible he slipped up and did something stupid over email? Of course. Who hasn't? I will say but, that every one of
5: his former players that have done public interviews, who are, as far as I can tell, have all been black, and they've all said he's not a racist. So he has that going for him, I guess. <laughs>
6: And you will not believe where he's
2: going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
6: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
3: This is Uncanny USA.
6: He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed.
3: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game
6: is making money while you do it.
3: Here's your best bet.
4: All right, let's quickly get to the best bet here on Straight Fire. I don't want to overthink this. I bet the Ravens favor by seven. I I don't know what there is to like about the Colts. And I do believe the Ravens—remember, they opened three of four on the road. They get home. They kind of survived it. And, Rob, I don't know if you remember this. After your Raiders took down the Ravens, I opened that Tuesday pod with, hey, listen, this is a dicey spot for the Ravens. They're in some trouble. The Chiefs are coming up. They might start 0-2. Then you get that Broncos game in week four. Rob, it is so crazy how things work. Just think about this for a sec, okay? They lose to the Raiders in kind of a fluky game. It went overtime. Lamar Jackson fumbles, whatever. They're on the cusp of being 0-2 and then Edwards-Hilaire fumbles. And they survive. Then they win their next game on the longest field goal in NFL history. A 66-yarder. Uh, my memory's fuzzy, Rob. It did hit the crossbar and bounce over, right? Okay. Fluke. Game four against the Broncos, who were undefeated. Teddy Bridgewater gets knocked out. Concussion at halftime. And they were already winning, I know. And they cruised to victory. They've been kind of fortunate. I don't think there's any letdown here against the Colts who are very limited offensively. I don't trust Carson Wentz. Uh, I don't know why you should. I think if they can contain Pittman, there's it's really just Jonathan Taylor and a cloud of dust. I would. I'm assuming they'll stack the box. Wink Martindale is a really good defensive coordinator. He knows pressure. He delivers pressure. Carson Wentz hates pressure. I like the Ravens here. Not huge. I can see this being like thirty to thirty to thirteen, thirty to seventeen. So I bet the Ravens favored by seven. I'll put some uh, props on the IG stories later. Um, it, so really good Saturday in gambling. Not as good of a Sunday. It, it hurts when the, the the bets that I like the most don't even come close. I mean, the Vikings were close. Uh, you know, up by 10 in the fourth. But they were favored by 10. So I guess the, they didn't come close. I apologize. Vikings, awful. And then the Chiefs got their teeth kicked in. And that was just the wrong side. I did like Arizona. Um, I it, like an it, and this is this is annoying, Jason. You know I'm doing this stuff, this gambling stuff all week, and you see the markets move, and you you see the influential money come in on teams, and you get scared off. And there's a lot of San Francisco money, and ultimately I took them out of the contest. I said I, I'm not going against all that money. Come on, these are professional gamblers. But really, are they? They're winning sixty percent. So what? And I got scared off of Arizona. It was asinine. Stupid. Chicken shit. I'm pissed. Stuff you kick yourself over. But it seems like a lot of people did not do great in the contest. So I didn't really lose much ground. But I this 2-2-1, two, two and one, like, God, frustrating. Anyways, um, we'll be back tomorrow to discuss the Ravens victory. And uh, maybe John Gruden. Talk to you then.